What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Rough Bastard Podcast with me, Randy Paddock. This is episode number 11, I do declare, and this one is part three with Chloe Johnson. So before we jump into it, as always, check out ruffianstrength.com, anything you need in terms of your programming, nutrition. We have personalized programming. We have some program templates. There's some blogs up there. The podcasts are up there as well. So definitely check it out. The goal is to get us to be better versions of us through strength, health, mental health, food, nutrition, all that good shit. So go ahead and check out ruffianstrength.com. And without further ado, the third part, the caboose, if you will, of the trilogy with Ms. Chloe Johnson. Hello, Chloe. Hello, hello. The caboose. The caboose, yes. Also my nickname in high school for other reasons. So if you guys have not listened to part one and two, um, you should do so. You should do so. And a lot of you have, and I've been getting a lot of good feedback and people are very interested in Chloe and her story and her point of view, which is good because the beat around the campfire, she has some podcasts that are going to be coming out. She's going to be doing so make sure you're following her and all her stuff so you can keep an eye out for that. So part one was a little bit about the dark side of living. Um, part two was a little bit about the light side of living and redemption, if you will. Part three, this is going to be a little bit more fun. I like to call this Cloentel. Oh, yes. Is it, that what you like to call it? I do. It's a little play on show and tell. These are just some questions that people sent in that were wondering and wanted your two cents and your thought on it. And I will chime in if I need be. So many cents. Do you have sense? A piggy bank full of knowledge. So, are you ready for some questions? And the caveat is, we're just springing these questions on her. So, yeah, but I have no idea what's coming. Yes. So, this should be interesting. And they're all fairly decent, I do believe. And a lot of. Where's the fun in that? Yeah. Well, we'll see. All right. So, number one, in no particular order. And I don't know why I said number one, but here we go. So, tips on being comfortable in your own skin. So I guess just being you, maybe um, this is me just going off this question a little bit. Maybe people are scared to be judged or maybe or maybe they have to put on a like a facade or something. Tips of being comfortable in your own skin. You just have to make it happen. I don't think I'm just I'm trying to think back to when I was younger. You know, I think you have to let go of what society is telling you is normal and you just have to embrace who you are. And that is goes for like whatever your situation is. It doesn't matter if you're cisgender or transgender or skinny or bigger or, you know, any of these things that people like to put labels on and then media likes to make people that don't fit the norm feel uncomfortable. Um, you just have to like not care about what other people think. And I know that's a lot easier said than done, but the more you practice just not caring and the easier it becomes. And to a degree, I still care about what people think about me, but I will say that it doesn't rule my decisions on who or who I am or what I do. Sure. I think which is that's natural. Um, yeah. And you, I was actually thinking that when you said it, like easier said than done, because I think, you know, we all obviously struggle with this, just being who we are when we're supposed to be, that's an air quotes, you know, certain things or whatever. Um, it just reminds, and I think maybe a tip 
be starting with something little. Maybe it reminds you of like an American Horror Story hotel, which I just watched recently. Like when the guy was, you know, becoming Elizabeth Taylor, first he would dress up in his room and then Gaga, you know, made him walk just to get ice who he was. And it was like very freeing. So maybe something like that, like a small step, if there's something you're into or, or you want to express yourself in a certain way, like maybe, I don't know. I'm just going to disagree. Fucking rip the bandaid off. All right. Just do it. Okay. Well, there's two types of people in the world. You're a cannonball into the deep end. I'm more of a put the toes in or whatever. But I think both, whatever works for you, the bottom line is just fuck it and do it. You know, just kind of get uncomfortable or get comfortable with the uncomfortable until it becomes comfortable. Yeah. I think if you take it on a fitness level, since this is a fitness podcast too, I see so many women, men too, but I will address it with more women that, you know, don't want to wear this, that, or the other while they're working out because they're not as fit as they feel like they should be to wear whatever the sports bra, the top, you know, or take their shirt off and just be in a sports bra. But we're all there for the same purpose and we cannot control what people are going to think of us regardless. So if you want to wear a sports bra and take off your shirt while you're working out, Girl, just go for it. Yeah. Just do it. Yes. You know, I know guys have to keep their shirts on in the gym. Not um, all. Not all gyms. But just do it. Be proud of what you're doing. We're all there for the same purpose. Fucking just do it. Yeah, I think that's true. I think a lot of times, you know, people, especially if you're just getting into fitness, we're, we get a little self-conscious. But no one gives a shit. You know, no. they're more thinking probably like, awesome like you're doing if they have the right mindset of fitness themselves anytime anyone's in the gym doing anything they should be thinking that's awesome that that person's deciding to do something positive like if they're thinking anything else then that person doesn't understand life in general i think and that's kind of funny that piggybacks onto the next question in no particular order no but that's kind of funny how that worked out so how do you deal with unwanted attention at the gym? I know Miss Chloe does have to deal with this. So what are some tips for some folks out there that are maybe getting some unwanted stuff that they don't want to deal with? So I do, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I do get quite a bit of unwanted. I'm not going to like say unwanted, but I do get made advances on at the gym. I am I tend to be very friendly, so I smile at whoever I see. I say hi, especially because I go to the gym at the same time. So I see the same people. So I try to build those like friendships. But we know today's society and generally men, when women are friendly to men, men think that that means that they want to get down their pants. And that's just not the case. So I do get asked out um, at the Globo gym. I've been asked out, I think, about five times in the last four or five months. And I just tell people, I say, hey, I don't date people where I work out. This is where I come to feel safe and, you know, be comfortable. And thank you. And I kind of just let it go. Um, You just have to be able to stand your ground, have something to say. It doesn't have to be an excuse. I mean, it's literally why I don't date people where I work out. I want to be able to go in and enjoy myself, not worry about Tom, Dick or Harry and what we did last night now i don't want to see their faces again yes correct um and i think that's right i'm the opposite end of the spectrum i mean you know me i hate i i feel talking to women or approaching them and maybe i'm just too much like too on the other side 
it's just very strange to me to do that at a gym because like you said, it's like a place where any, uh, I mean, I guess I'm kind of antisocial there anyways and I don't want to talk to anybody, but also like if there's someone I'm attracted to and they're getting after, like I don't want to fuck with that or, you know, like like you said, it's a safe space. Like you should feel when you go to the gym that like it's your time to do your thing and that like people aren't kind of, you know, prying on it. And um, if you choose to date people you work out with or not, that's on to you. But I think you can do it differently than asking them out at the gym. Yeah. I say this all the time. I, I'm always posting about men not asking women out at the gym and how ridiculous I think it is. But Right. And if you're at the gym just to try to score a date, like, I don't know, maybe try something I think else. there's like a dating component on bodybuilding.com, isn't there? I could totally be making that up. Oh, I don't know. I don't go on bodybuilding.com, but that sounds like it could be something. I could be making this up, so no one please like crucify me for saying that if it's not true. There is one called Fit Singles. I do believe it pops up in my Facebook feed. Get on so fit get singles. on Fit Singles or Farmers Only. Same thing. Yes, it is. They are fit, farm strong. All right. So this is kind of a funny question to me because I know how this is, but what's your nutrition look like on the daily or the weekly? Oh, my nutrition's real lovely. Um, I've actually been tracking for many years, more than three, less than six. So I know pretty intuitively where I should be eating, what I should be eating, how I should be eating. Um, but I don't want to say I'm a garbage person, but I like to eat what I like to eat. And I make my lifestyle fit that. I don't make my eating fit my lifestyle. Maybe that makes sense. Um, I love snacks. I love, she is a snacker. I love snacks. I love junk food. Loves those Trader Joe's Panama or wherever potato chips where you smash the bags I of those. I love the Bulgarian potato chips. I want to say Bulgarian. No, South American. Peruvian. Peruvian. <laughs> They're Peruvian. Um, yeah, so... I, but like I said, I tracked for a really long time. And I think when you have years of tracking under your belt, like you can understand and eat more intuitively. I wouldn't suggest trying to eat intuitively like after six months of tracking. Sure. Um, but I mean, like anything, I have like, van- I call them vanity events, but you know, summer's coming, you have a pool party or you want to like look tight and right. Like I clean up, I clean up my eating, I take out all the unnecessary stuff and I stay like within my macros. Yeah. Um, so it's like, I kind of eat like a, an asshole. I kind of don't eat like an asshole. It right. Just, it just really depends. Yes. Um, but I, I know, I know for me what it takes to look certain right. ways. And that's important for you. It's very individual. Nutrition is very individual. And like you said, you tracked for so long that, it, and I think that's kind of a discipline equals freedom thing. Like you were disciplined for so long, you understand, you can eyeball what a portion looks like, you know, what's right. what. So now you can have the freedom to not have to track as rigidly because you did it for so long that you now can intuitively look at something and know essentially what you, what your macros are without tracking your macros, just by looking at portion size and what you're taking on. And I think that's, that's good. So do you, like to go you go off of more what you're looking like and what you feel like than a weight oh yeah um weight's a weird thing i don't really pay attention to that it's usually just yeah my physique how it looks um 
I had something so interesting to say on this topic and I totally spaced it, but, um, yeah, but my weight always sits around the same. So when I was at my leanest, I still weighed 138 and I haven't really worked out consistently or lifted heavy weights in over a year. And I still sat at 140. So I haven't tracked, I've worked out how, however much I could over this last year. And the scale has only changed by two pounds. My body has completely changed. Sure. Yes. Um, so I don't find the weighing myself component super necessary, but that's for me. Right. I've never had like a huge weight loss um, goal or right. anything like that. So it's a little bit different for me. Yes. And I, but I, I agree. And I think it's maybe the healthier way to look at stuff. I know it's kind of backwards thinking because, you know, all that bullshit that just fucking pisses me off is all the, what you're supposed to do, right? Like, drop those 10 extra pounds, drop, like who the fuck thinks of these numbers and all yeah. of a sudden, and guess what? You don't get to pick where it comes from. It's like, Oh, I want to lose my under the arm fat. Well, that's great, but that's not how our body works. So I think we kind of are forced to drop this number, this number, this number, like why? I think that you're in, I do the same. I mean, I weigh myself every day. I compete in powerlifting and there's weight classes. So I have to get more tuned in near competition, but I weigh myself every day, not because I care about the number right now, just to look at trends, just to see kind of which way I'm going. So right now I'm actively trying to add muscle. So when you're actively trying to do that, your weight's going to go up. Right. You know what I mean? And so I look at the trends and make sure it doesn't get too out of hand because I don't want to get you know, too fluffy, too quick. But I think based on your physique and how you feel is the healthiest way mentally and physically to kind of work with your nutrition. And I think you good, you, you put a good light on it is that shit's not going to change. I think we, everything's always the end of the world. But like you said, you, you haven't changed your eating that much and you haven't been able to work out heavy like you like to for yeah. over a year. And it hasn't the weight number hasn't changed. Not so really. that should be kind of a silver lining for certain people that you're not going to fall off as fast as you think you are in certain things. No, it's just, you don't have to fall off the wagon completely. Right. Like, you don't have to stop working out and then just eat like a maniac. Like you don't have to do that. That is a choice. Right. You know? And if like you, know what you want you have your goals and your desires you should be able to follow the path that kind of leads you there you don't always have to be super strict but like as long as you stay on the sidewalk of the path you know yes that was a horrible analogy but i'm also one of those really annoying people that i can eat the same thing every day for two years and i don't get sick of it yes so well you're in good company i'm you know i eat the I, same shit when i day. track track like it's easy for me right so yeah same for me i there's not much I variance I don't need variety. I don't either, you know? So, and I think you kind of hit on a good point too, is you haven't been able to lift like you like, but you have still been doing what you can. And I think that's yeah. what people with fitness, but just in general, like just fucking do what you can. Just don't do nothing and you're going to be okay. If you're doing something, yeah, you should be all right and feel good and, and figure it out. All right. So here's a good one because I have no idea how this works. Is it hard being known, you know? In, in air quotes or something. So I'm guessing maybe talking about like, this is just open for interpretation, just in general on the internet or for being trans, maybe both. I mean, hit on both because obviously you, you do, you're one of the few folks that 
cross kind of two different worlds. You know, obviously you have a huge following uh-huh. on social media, but then you're also known for being kind of the one of the first faces of the trans community. And uh oh, we got a time out there. We got our our beautiful doggy Axel's got a little seems a little tummy bug going up there. Yeah, let me go ahead and give it a little pause here. Time out, people. All right, we're back. So hopefully this all goes back together when I do this. I'm not a genius with technology, so we will Definitely see. He is not. Axel is okay. He's all good. All right, so we're getting to kind of crossing both worlds of being quote unquote internet famous, and then as well as you know a face of um, you know the trans community, one of the first ones you know, to be kind of in the public eye. So I guess. Trans fitness community. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What was it? How is it? That was the question. Like, is it hard? Do you find it hard? It's not hard per se. Um, I have a, a very, I feel unique way of dealing with my transness. I am very proud of my transness. I will talk about it at any time but it's not really prevalent on my social media unless you actually look and read. So I feel like I can, I reach a lot of people that aren't expecting to be learning about trans issues or people that even know I'm trans. Um, And I will just drop these little bombs every now and then. And, you know, I've had numerous people over the years reach out to me, men and women that had followed me for anywhere from like a week, two months, you know, and say that they had no idea I was trans. And they, before finding out that I was trans, they maybe weren't so comfortable with trans people or even understanding it. And then um, in turn, thank me for being able to teach them in a way that they weren't expecting. That probably didn't make much sense. It does. Well, I I mean, I think you do a good job on your, Instagram of doing that, like you bring them in with the booty and then you drop some knowledge on them in, in the, the uh, TNA yeah. to get them in, and then I use those titties to try and get my point across. That's right. When in doubt, stick them out and get people to listen. I mean, it works, it does. And I think that's, um, I don't know, I think there's always kind of a like, I don't know, if someone learns something from something I write, I think that's enough because sometimes, obviously, you know, social media, we someone like you or I try to as well put like some thought into the caption yeah. that goes along. Like obviously, like you said, you like to do a little bit of informing and letting people know what's up through a caption as do I, but do people always read it? I don't know. But I no. think if you can get feedback from at least one person that someone's listening, that that's something to keep doing that. You yeah. Know? I mean, women have been using our bodies to, succeed in life for since the beginning of time i feel right um our bodies and sex have been currency forever um and i use mine to get my point across and a lot of people don't agree with me but i agree with me and it works for me yeah i think no matter how you get them in the door as long as they're in that door and then fuck it my mom said flaunt it till you don't got it and i feel like i still got it yeah sure i think that's a good that's good and um I guess kind of piggybacking off of that because I'm I like sure I know, it's just how it runs together. Are we what? Bear backing? Oh boy, see that's why Check people like her. Yes, that's on the um, 
STDs with Randy. That's on Thursdays. No, I'm just kidding. Um, probably not. How do you deal with haters? Okay, so believe it or not, I don't get a lot of haters. That's awesome. Um, I get my fair share, but I actually know more. I know women in the CrossFit community, cisgendered women, that get more shit than I do for being muscular. Sure. You know, looking manly, blah, 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 blah. Um, You know, this has been my life for a really long time. I know people have their opinions. People have their opinions on everything. So if they're trying to attack me for being trans, it's just like that's their own shit. I try to make light of it as much as possible. Um, I just don't play into it because people that feel the need to lash out or try to critique you on open platforms are looking for that reaction. They're looking for someone to come back. They're looking for you to get pissed off. Right. And whether I'm pissed off or not, I will never let them know that because essentially they win, not like we win lose. But why play into that game? Right. You know? Yeah, I think that's true. And unfortunately, there's always just going to be people who aren't so pumped on their life that they kind of need to project negative stuff onto people just to feel better yeah. or whatever. I guess from so my own little offshoot of that question is how about how you deal with creeps i love creeps okay all right so um like (laughs) the internet is just made up of so many creepy people so just kind of par for the course it is kind of par for the course um i know it's not appropriate to send people like unsolicited dick pics and stuff like that or like unsolicited unsolicited commentary sexual commentary right um you know, this is probably an unpopular opinion, but I know what I put out on the internet. Not, I mean, besides like my only fans, like I know what I'm doing. I know my right. body is out there. Right. I know I'm using my body to get attention. So when people do stuff like that, I just let it go. Sure. Um, sometimes I'll try and seize a teachable moment, but it doesn't excuse it. People shouldn't do that, but I'm not going to pretend that Right. You know, yes, it, I understand. It, it doesn't happen. Right. Well, yeah. I always try to put myself, I always wondered, like, I mean, the internet's just nuts anyways, but I always wondered sometimes, you know, just for women, just because I know how dudes' brains are, oh, yeah. and it's just not rational sometimes and fairly gross most of the time, and especially when there's not any consequences because it's over the internet, like, I just imagine that women get a lot of just dive bombs of stuff that might not be wanted. <laughs> so the only you know? thing that I am very hard fast on, and this will steadfast, hard fast. What am I trying to? Anywho, the only things that I have like a, a hard zero, line, a very a zero tolerance for are married men, good or men in relationships, and I can usually pick up right away if one of these two things sure. is happening. Um, just recently. Um, I had been chatting with someone for like a month and I knew he was married from the beginning and it never got inappropriate, not once, Right. but the frequency of the conversations were getting more and more and more. And I just had to say like, Hey man, nothing inappropriate has happened. But if your wife doesn't know that we are talking all the time, then that is becoming inappropriate. Yes. And he was like, you're right. She doesn't know. And she probably wouldn't be happy about it. Right. So I do have like 
yeah. morals. Well, that's good too because yes, people can be friends with people of the opposite sex, and if 100%. people in relationships can as well, that's very, you know, contrary to popular belief. Like, I do believe that people can be friends with people of the opposite sex when there's no sexual stuff in there, but. 100%. I also understand like your point and that's awesome. I guess maybe that's one of those teachable moments of, you know, someone that's married kind of trying to get that way with like kind of sneaky trying to get that way. Like, yes, it's inappropriate. Maybe it's not explicit, like, you know, sexual talk, but it's inappropriate that it's going that direction and they're keeping it a secret. Right. Right. And if, if you do send me something inappropriate and you are in a relationship and I find out that you're in a relationship, I am that person that goes to the person you're in the relationship with and lets them know, which is awesome because I don't fuck around with that. Yeah, no, that's good. And I think that's what that should be happening, you know, and like people get, would get pissed about it. It's like, you're the one in the wrong. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? got mad at me because I, told on her husband like she has issues just as much as he does correct yes very true so speaking of issues i'm just the king of segues today yes yes you do but this is kind of everyday issues with people in general so what are some some ways maybe or some tips or some things that work for you on how you deal with just the daily stress of life and shit coming up and you know obviously you have multiple things going on in your life you have your career you have your Instagram stuff you have to do, you have your OnlyFans stuff you have to do, you have your dog and your cat to take care of, you have all this shit. Mm -hmm. So obviously, I think especially as the years go on, more people get more busy doing more things and can get stressed out a little bit more. So what are some coping mechanisms or things you do to help you out? I guess I am kind of busy. I do a lot of stuff. But for me, I besides the outdoor stuff, like going outdoors and hiking and backpacking and that kind of stuff, because that's like events you know what I mean that's stuff that takes prepping for um I enjoy my time with Axel Axel's my German Shepherd um we have reconnected recently we were starting to resent each other our communication was getting off um so I hired a trainer to help me which is like led us down a different path of creating more sports goals for Axel and I enjoy that it's quality time that we get to work together to achieve like a common goal I'm pretty sure it's common. I think he has fun with it. Um, but it's finding something that was already part of my life and then making that fun. So I try to do things like that, you know, and I have like my indoor garden. If you've seen my apartment, which you probably haven't, it's a garden. It looks like the outside, but it's it does. Inside. Yes, very much. We are in a garden. Correct. I have shit hanging from everywhere and plants growing on bark attached to my walls and very true it's very alive in here it it keeps me centered yeah so i think just it's just finding something that makes you feel good and that's that's kind of yeah you can't just do the daily grind of life and have no outlet um tv's great but i don't consider that an outlet either because 10 most of us tend to stay on our phones the whole time we're watching tv very true very true Good old Axel. So that's kind of another little segue. It's just flowing. I know. I mean, it's just weird how that goes. What's something non-living, so not Axel mm-hmm. or not the kitty, that you can't live without or your plants because those are living as well? That I can't live without? Yes. Backpacking. That's not living. So being a, that's I guess that's like an activity. So none of that either. So. Are you trying to trick me? And no. It's like my phone. 
No, but like, I don't know, maybe some people, people. I don't know, some people have like sentimental things they really like or something like that. Okay. I'm not, I don't hold sentimental attachment to things. Um, I like the things I have, but if I had to get rid of everything right now, I'd whatever, I would do it. Um, I reduced my plant collection by half a few times. Um, See, I would have guessed like maybe like your car. No, I mean, I love or something it, like that. Like if fucking worse came to worse and I couldn't afford the car payment anymore, I would take the necessary measures to get rid of it and get a different car. That's very true. So that's good. So something non-living. So for me, it's like something stupid, but like my bed. Like I really like my bed and like laying in there and resting in it or something like that. I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Some people like don't have sentimental stuff. You're more of an experiences type of person. Yeah. So, what are your favorite? So, backpacking is that number one favorite experiences, things to do. Uh-huh. Okay, what else? Backpacking. Where's your favorite place to backpack? Uh, I would say the first place I ever went, which would be Dardanelles Lake. It's up at the Tahoe Rim Trail, passed through Big Meadow. Um, it's also where one of my friends got lost, and we had to get a search party to find him. But that's a whole different story. Um, I just really love backpacking anything outdoors. I'm not going to say my phone because my phone is probably the devil and my, takes up a lot of my time. Do you ever get that thing on your phone that says like your screen time? Yeah, it goes up by 23% every week. What is it I around? Don't how. I don't want to tell you. It's like seven hours. Yeah, so is mine. Like I, it came up today and I'm like, and it was down a little bit. I'm like, it's, and I think that's something we all need to think about because I'm like, how the fuck? am I doing like, what am I doing? Like that it's my phone. So I'm not sure exactly how the analytics work. If it's just like anytime I check the time or do anything, if that's counting towards it. Cause I'm like, there's no fucking way. But then again, like I like to hit the peace pipe at night and I watch YouTube for a little while, you know, like, yeah, if I could, (laughs) so like Instagram is a necessary evil. I would say, because I have like financial stuff tied in with it, like my incomes and stuff. But I have a moderate following in comparison these days to some of my friends. And that takes time. Like anytime I make a post and then I think social media is social media. Like the point of it is to engage. Yes. So I try to engage as much as possible, but it can take me an hour to two hours to respond, not to messages, but to every comment, you know, that I get. I don't try to be one of those social media people that just was like, just comment on my stuff, but I'm never going to talk back to you. Like, right. that's not my thing. Yeah. It's about kind of, I think you kind of nailed it. Social like media of, of building a community. And if obviously there, we met on there, you can make yeah. really good friends yeah. through chatting. Like, I mean, I'm sure probably with you, cause you've met a bunch of good friends on so there, right? People. Yeah. So many people have gone so many places. Yeah, and I think that's where the, I think that's the really cool part about social media that maybe sometimes these quote unquote influencers or when you have a big following, you kind of they can lose track of. It's like, yeah, just buy my this, buy my this, yeah. comment this, share this, as opposed to like an actual the engagement. You're right, connection. Cause I think you could be missing out on a lot of stuff. You know, um me meeting you on there led to me uprooting my life and yeah, I'm coming here. living here which is probably the best move 
and thing I've done for my fucking mental health and life, like ever, you know what I mean? So yeah, like it, like it's funny too. Cause I'll talk to people here in, in Reno and, and I get it. It's very, it's different. It's a small town. So I'm, it's funny, but like, ew, like, why would you move here from Chicago? It's like, right. Like, and have you ever lived there? And, it, and as I get older, my interests change. And to be honest, you know, you were talking about your backpacking and stuff. Like you show me some of that stuff and it's very much something that has changed my life of getting outdoors. And we'll, we're going to do a whole podcast about this, I, I believe. But like, and in terms of that, this is the greatest place oh, yeah. Everything's right here. to live. It's fucking awesome. And like health wise, some of the coolest shit, like when we'll see people like 70 years old at like seven in the morning going to climb a fucking mountain and yeah, hike so from, cool. it's very cool as opposed to like in Chicago, you don't see that as much. So it's like the fountain of youth is in activity and this is the place for activity. So yeah. It's fucking it's, cool. Nothing against cities. Cities are great. I love to visit cities, but if you live in a city, you are inherently part of the rat race. Yes. Because cities are expensive and you've always got to be hustling no matter how good your job is. And though this is a small town, it's like a small big town, big small town. It's not as in, as expensive as a city. Right. It's a little bit slower pace. It's just things are easier. Yeah. On the soul. Yeah, for sure. And that's why I moved. And if you want, you can still find a place town to get knifed or your car broken into. So it does yeah, have right. that We're urban stuff. Corner. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can figure it out. All right. Here we go. This will be interesting. What is one bad habit of yours that you would like to eliminate? She's thinking because she has so many. You should see her face right There's now. A list. <laughs> I guess this would be my the biggest thing. The first thing that comes to mind is I bite my lip. So I like bite the inside of my lip. Right. I guess you would say it was like an anxious thing, but I don't feel anxious, but I bite it like I'm anxious. Um, you just so, did now. You're doing it now. Yeah. I would just like <laughs> bite on it. I don't know how to stop it. I try to be conscious of it, but I can't stop it. So I was thinking about getting hypnotized, but then I was like, well, what if they hypnotize me and put some secret code in there and really I'm doing other stuff and I don't know it. Yeah. You like, become like an assassin like oh, and mate and a uh, naked gun. Oh, how dare you? The FBI is hiring. I wonder if they would hire me. Maybe that's how they do it. You're like salt. Was that yes. something well, like that? that? Yeah. That's funny. I have a. I eat my nails, which is a disgusting and bad habit. Well, that, I stopped biting my nails when I was 15, and I started. You switched it up. Instead, yeah. yeah, my mom tried everything. Like she used to put this stuff on my nails. It just tasted like shit. I think that helped, but I don't know. So that's probably mine and procrastination. I don't think I'm not bad at that. Yeah. Well, you know how I roll. I like to, I can be late sometimes for stuff that's not. Lori, it's so annoying. Yeah, I know. I feel bad about it too. For stuff that's not uber, uber, uber important. Do you feel bad about it? I do. And it sucks. And I wish I could help it. But like, yeah, because Chloe and I are very opposite in that. Like if she says 9 a.m., she means 8.52 a.m., right? And I'll be like 9.28 a.m. Which drives me crazy. Yes, and I feel bad because then I get anxious because I know I'm fucking up and I know that she is not going to be happy with me and I'm going to get a look in a lecture and I still do it. It's just my time is valuable. Very true. (laughs) So kind of the flip side of that, what do you think is like a great habit of yours or a trait you possess that maybe you – would like others 
to implement or try or something that helps you out like in your life to, to, to do stuff, get things done? I have a couple great ones. I don't know if this is from my upbringing. I don't know if this was just natural for me. I don't know where it came from, but I do not do things for other people's benefit unless I, I enjoy it. So I'm not a people pleaser. Um, if something I don't say yes to things that I don't want to do, right. um, it doesn't matter if it's family or friends or a boyfriend or whatever. Um, if I don't want to do it, I do not agree to do it. There should be no obligation to do things if it doesn't make you comfortable, right? Or if it makes you uncomfortable. I also am very good at speaking my mind, right, wrong, or indifferent. And I try to go into things like that. If it's a heavy conversation, I will say, this is how I'm feeling about this. And I just need you to hear me. Um, I have no problem doing that. And I think more people should do that. We have so many um, long-term resentments we'll hold on to with people simply because we don't tell people how we feel or what they're doing is bothering us or not conducive with our lifestyle. Um, just speak your mind, people. It makes the world so much easier. Yeah. And that's another one I learned firsthand. I lived on Chloe's couch for a while. Me and Leroy moved in here when we first came down and yeah, I would, I had to have some of those conversations and they weren't very comfortable for me at the time. However, Chloe and I are still friends. So I think if we didn't have these conversations, it it could have been, she would have for sure hated me at some point in time. I can, I I could definitely, um, I can definitely vouch for that. But I think that you, yeah, that those conversations are important and being able to, because another bad habit I have is I interrupt. So, so yeah, it, I know it's bad. I, my mind just goes so fast. And like, if something pops in my head, it, I might forget. I, I know it's something bad. So she would, and like blatantly say like, Hey, like just shut up and you need to listen to me and how I feel. And I did. And it made sense. And it's, I think it's a good way. It is important because that's what not only like a relationship, a friendship, whatever the relationship is, or, but just like how a conversation should work is that you speak, you listen, and the other person should be able to express how they feel. And like, you should be okay with listening to that, even if it's not the most comfortable thing, because it's pointing out something that maybe you're not like, is not a positive light on you. You know what I mean? And also that it's not like, I would look at things as like, God, I'm just getting fucking lectured, but it's not a lecture if it's how someone feels. Right. It's, it's a lecture if I'm being selfish only about how I feel and how it's affecting me. So that was something that kind of, I mean, a couple of things living with Chloe helped me out. Like I do my dishes more on the regular because right. I mean, and that's, I think that's what's important. Yeah. Why I interrupted you, but which is, is fine. Th- these conversations went from anywhere from how I maintain my house to being a member of the queer community. So yes. It's like, it's like these conversations are varying, but the friendship is still there because there's no resentment because these right. things were said and addressed. I'm not saying that I'm always right. That's not what speaking your mind is about. Right. But it's just about speaking your mind so everyone knows where everybody is at. And if everyone yes. knows where everyone is at, things are so much easier to deal with. I, I agree 100%. And um, I'm very thankful that that, that happened because 
I think a lot of people don't like kind of how you alluded to earlier. And that's how relationships get strained or go downhill really quick. And it's how shit could get really crazy because if someone's really, let's say you're in a relationship with somebody and you're always holding, 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 hold some point in time, that levy's going to break. And there's, and that's how like that fucking show snapped or whatever. Maybe that's a drastic thought, but that's how that you never seen that auction. It's like about like a woman that's like really putting up with something for a very long time and then snaps and like kills her husband. Yeah. Or even like a friendship or, or whatever. Maybe it's like, we see it as maybe, oh, it's not being a good friend if we're talking about stuff where it's the exact opposite. And it's being a good friend to be comfortable with the person enough to let them know, hey, this is bothering me. And it's not anything personal with you. It's an action. And I think that's where that I had to, the toughest time. And I think most people do. It's like, it's not an attack personally. It's an action that we're doing. And the cool thing is we can change our actions. And we're only going to do the actions I think that we do if they're not put in check because it's what we think is right. And if we don't ever get a different perspective, how can we grow? So you should appreciate a friend. And and, and Chloe, don't get me wrong. She's not like, listen, bitch, here's what's what. I mean, it's very tactful. It's very calm, very, you know, matter of fact. And when things are matter of fact big or small, if it's talking about the queer community, if it's talking about why I need to wash a dish right after I use it, it makes sense because it's not an emotionally charged thing. It's just like, Hey, I like if it's, I like this, this way, and this is where we're at and we have to make it work this way. Then. Okay. If it's, Hey, try looking at it from this way. It's okay. So yes, I think that is a very good, um, very good trait of yours. I think a lot of people could benefit from and I challenge you guys, try that with people in your life, like having tougher conversations and not just letting stuff go. Even if it's, I mean, obviously pick your battles, but like little things that might not seem relevant can add up. They do add up. Yeah, to, to very big things that can be non-fixable later on, you yeah. know, compound interests on stuff. And you never want to kind of like have that resentment towards somebody because it's of something you could have fixed by just saying how you feel cool cool all right chloe so chloe intel has been great hopefully it gets put together when i do this so where can people find you what do they look for for chloe basically on the instagram i'm on twitter i barely use it i'm on facebook i barely use it but it is chloe johnson on instagram spell that out pops up right away sometimes i'm shadow banned um Chloe Johnson, C-H-L-O-J-O-N-S-S-O-N. So that's where you find her and she has a link tree on there, right? No, I have my own website now. Oh, all right. So she's giddy on up. So she's got her website on there that shows all the stuff that she's involved with. It redirects to all the nonprofits. There's many of them. Yes. So check those out and also some other fun stuff that you can get into if you're of age. 18 and over, please. Indeed. So check that stuff out. Um... Be on the lookout too, I'm sure, on that website, her podcast, and we'll be we'll that's gonna be coming soon. Oh yeah, I've been saying that for two years. I know. So hopefully this puts a little pedal to the metal because now it's out there. So it has been awesome. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Reach out to either of us. You can find me at Randy J Paddock on Instagram. Um, keep the dialogue going. It's been very fun, Chloe. Thank you so much for thank this you. crazy trilogy. Um, I hope everyone's learned a lot and had a good time. And until next time, boys and girls, stay gold.